Now, with the latest from the world of technology, this is the Tech Guide Podcast with Stephen Fennick. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading once again. Tech Guide. Well, without a doubt, the biggest tech story of the week. Tech Guide. It's a very competitive market, the smartphone market. Keeping you updated and educated. This is a device that combines a tablet, a laptop, and a sketch pad. This is the Tech Guide Podcast. This is the future. Wireless earphones. Tech Guide. What you see is what you get. Quality is obvious. Now, from the studios of techguide.com.au, Stephen Fennick. Tech Guide, episode 274. Hello and welcome to the podcast that keeps you updated and educated about the latest consumer tech news and reviews. Thanks for listening and thanks for downloading. My name is Stephen Fennick and I'm the editor of techguide.com.au. On this week's show... Knowing your rights in the sharing economy, how we're taking our Netflix binging habits public, and Foxtel releases the Foxtel Now box. In the Tech Guide reviews, we're going to take a look at Netgear's Powerline Wi-Fi range extender. Kogan has also released an affordable big screen smartphone, and Apple's new Clips 2.0 app lets you create some amazing selfies. And we'll finish up with the Tech Guide Help Desk. And it's all brought to you by Netgear, Australia's number one brand of home Wi-Fi products, and also Norton, the company to help keep you and your family safe online. A huge show planned for you, so we're just going to jump straight in. You've probably heard a term called the sharing economy. And this is not just people sharing their possessions on the street. This is the act of obtaining goods and services from other members of the public through platforms like Uber, Airbnb, Airtasker, Stays. Many, many of these platforms exist. That's that is the sharing economy. So if you've ever if you've ever caught an Uber instead of a taxi or use an Airbnb instead of a hotel, or used Airtasker to either complete a task or request a task, then you are part of this booming sharing economy. And uh, it's growing year on year. And these are transactions that that take place, uh, normally charged from a credit card through the app. So uh, goods and services are asked for, uh, obtained and paid for through these apps. But the the question around all of these these sharing economy platforms is that they're all fine and dandy when they're working okay and you, you get to where you need to go or, and your, your Airbnb stays fine and everything's all, all working. But what do you do if things don't go to plan? What are your rights as a consumer? Are you still a consumer, a regular consumer, using the sharing economy? Well, that is something I think not not many consumers, not many people would know where they stand uh, if things things go wrong. So what what is someone to do? Well, the good news is that you are protected in the same way uh, as, as if uh, obtaining goods and services through a store or a regular person, uh, through uh, you're protected by the Australian consumer law. So it's no different to the protection that you're offered 
uh, that a customer's offered when they buy something in a store, for example. So if you, you buy something in a store and it's not working properly, you can take it back to that store and get a refund, repair, or a replacement. Where uh, if you are uh, in the sharing economy instance, uh, all, all these Australian state and territories are, are becoming active, launching a, a national campaign to educate not only the, the customers, so the people who are purchasing the goods and services, but also the traders themselves, the people, the Uber drivers, the Airbnb, people putting places up on Airbnb, these people who are offering the, those services, the traders, because it takes two sides to create a sharing economy, the customer and the trader. So there are educational videos that are being released now on YouTube through your individual state and territory, which cover issues like protection and review programs, cancellations, resolving disputes and, and, and subjects like that. Uh, so it, it is that that's good news to to know that we do have the full protection of the Australian consumer law. So the videos, which I've linked one of them on Tech Guide, they do link you, uh, they do link to all the other six video, all the six videos, and you do get to know your rights and where you stand and how you can take action. But based on all of that and the fact that yes, good news, you can, you are protected. Uh, here are the hints, the, the things you need to do, that you need to know if things go wrong and for you to try to resolve your issue. Number one, you need to speak to the seller or service provider. So uh, often in the case of the, these platforms, Uber, uh, there is a way to contact drivers and, and people, uh, the owners of the properties and people like that. So you need to speak directly to them and uh, give, give them your complaint, your side of the story, why you're not happy with the service they've provided. Uh, the other thing, if you can't speak to them directly, these platforms usually have an internal dispute resolution process. Uh, there would be, if you look look in the, in the app, there would be an area where you can make a dispute or com- make a complaint. And normally they're actually a, a lot quicker than, than, than you think. I've, I've, a couple of times we've had Uber drivers just kind of suddenly cancel on you and then there's a $5 charge taken uh, out of your account. Your credit card's been charged, say, 5 bucks. Uh, they're pretty quick to resolve those little issues and actually refund your money pretty smartly. So that, that's one uh, that's a good thing to know. Uh, the other thing you can do is that write a factual review on their own platform. So if you've if you've got a complaint against the driver or a place you stayed or some sort of service that you try to obtain, then write a review of your experience on that platform and rate the trader because uh, whether it's an Uber driver or, or an Airbnb host or anyone else, there is a rating system that they protect, they guard that very closely because that is their bread and butter. If they have a, a succession of poor ratings, business will drop off. They may not get may not get passengers. They may not get people staying in their property. So that is a really important part of it. People think, well, what, what's a review going to do? Well, it can actually do a whole lot because if their rating is in question, then they're going to want to resolve that issue just like you do because they want their reputation to be protected. Uh, the other thing, and hopefully this is a last resort for, for anyone with a problem uh, using the sharing economy, uh, and that is to lodge a complaint with the Consumer Affairs Agency in your state or territory. 
So uh, here in New South Wales, it's New South Wales Fair Trading in your own state or territory. There is a body that does that exact fun- that functions the same way as New South Wales Fair Trading. If uh, if you live outside New South Wales, so you do have that option as well. But there are steps ahead of that that we've mentioned that hopefully can can help you get to the bottom of your issue and. Thankfully, it's it's a rare occasion. So there's usually people are happy with with how things are going with their with ride sharing and, and Airbnb and the like. So uh, it is it is though good to know that you do have this fallback in case things go wrong. Now the the economy the ride the sharing economy is booming. More than half of the Australian population, which I believe, is already using the sharing economy. Now you think about it. I had an interesting. I had an interesting comment on on this story from from a reader who was was pretty much against all of the uh, the sharing economy. Uh, he's saying that uh, these companies they share nothing. Uh, they use other people's cars, other people's homes and apartments, and that but that 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 there's the beauty of the whole thing. Uber doesn't own a single car. Airbnb doesn't own a single property. So they're just two examples of how. This has been created, how these platforms bring customers and traders together. And that's why these are booming businesses and you know, multi hundreds of million dollars of value because they've tapped into that idea. Uh, it's it, Uber turns your car into a taxi. Simple as that. Airbnb turns your house or apartment into a hotel. And, and it's those ideas, that, those sharing economy platforms that are thriving just through that very, very simple idea of bringing people together. Airtasker, same deal. You can post various jobs, accept various jobs, and I've seen some very unusual Airtasker jobs, by the way. Uh, I've, I've seen uh, someone, I think, uh, set, set uh, some money aside, ask people $1,000 to wait in the line for the new iPhone was one I've seen. Others are reserve me a spot on New Year's Eve on the on the harbour. So people can place a value to these tasks and then people, if they want to accept them or are skilled enough in case they involve uh, some kind of electrical or plumbing or some kind of trade work, tradesman, tradesperson work, then uh, that, that's, that's something they can bid on as well. But very clever ideas, the sharing economy, and, and here it is. It's become part of part of our society. Yes, there have been some bumps along the way, especially in the in the Uber area where taxi drivers naturally are defending their territory. But there have been government uh, changes to the legislation and government of make, making dispensations now for these what they are literally disruptive new platforms. But Back to the subject of the of this segment, and the fact is that you are protected using the sharing economy, and we've written about it on Tech Guide for all those steps. You can even watch that video. Uh, all of that information you can find at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide, keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Don't you love Netflix? Netflix is uh, the most popular subscription video on-demand service. There are others, of course. Stan is another one. Foxtel Now is uh, is another one. Uh, but Netflix uh, seems to be the king at the moment, and uh, a lot, a lot of customers, a lot of customers using the service. And the term binging. Have you ever heard the before Netflix came around? The only thing people binged, uh, in my knowledge, was uh, alcohol. If you became a binge drinker. That was the only kind of reference to any type of binging 
that I was aware of. Uh, until now, of course, with Netflix, you can now binge your favourite programs. Uh, I, I just recently finished watching Stranger Things 2, so the second season of Stranger Things. I, uh, I binged that, if you want, in, in a weekend. I watched, I think there was nine episodes in the series, and I watched, I think, four on, the, on one on the Saturday, or five on the Saturday and five on the Sunday. So that, that's a solid binge. But Netflix have, uh, have improved their app to the point where you can now download a program to the Netflix app. So rather than you having to stream it, in public using your wife using your 4G data the apps now allow you to download a program using your home wifi so before you go out before you go on a flight before you do anything uh, or before you got your commute you can download to your phone or tablet and then watch that without using data on the flight or on on the bus or train for you to keep binging your program so Netflix have uh, released some information because you look at the number of people now who have, who own a smartphone, a tablet, massive rise in these devices, and thereby we are binging more in public. So Netflix have released some really interesting information about what it is that we're doing in public, our public binging habits. Uh, and with the fact that now you can download and watch on the go without having to stream and use up your mobile data, people are taking advantage of that downtime in when they're commuting or on a flight or wherever they are to watch their favourite programs. Because once you get hooked on a show, and I'm sure I'd love to hear your feedback, at Stephen Fennick on Twitter, at Stephen spelled with a PH, at Stephen Fennick or at TechGuideAU. So hit me up with your favourite Netflix binge-worthy shows. Uh, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll give you mine as well. Uh, but just for now, I want to go through the survey, the research that Netflix did revealed that 34% of Australians are watching Netflix content on their daily commute. That's 30, that's more than a third of people. So they're not reading books. Uh, they're not doing their makeup, hopefully. They're watching Netflix. Uh, 32% are watching in a cafe or restaurant. Whatever happened to having a conversation? I suppose people are by themselves, I'd assume, if they're watching in a cafe or a restaurant. And here's my favourite stat. 8% are watching Netflix in a public bathroom. You heard that right. 8% are in public dunnies watching Netflix. And that that's actually higher than the global average. The global average is 7%. So Aussies, 8%. Go Aussies. We're watching Netflix in public toilets. The most popular place to publicly binge uh, for 61% of Australians is on board a flight. And that's the highest percentage of any country globally. You think about Australia, they don't call it down under for nothing. Everywhere is far away. So if you've got an international flight, uh, if you take out Fiji and, and New Zealand, every international flight's a long flight. So it's six, seven, eight hours, 13 hours to LA, 22 hours or 21 hours to London. It's a long way. So it's not unusual for a passenger, me included, to binge an entire series on their, on their flight. Uh, one program I want to I throw up, uh, throw in for my Netflix binge-worthy shows is a show called Ozark, starring Jason Bateman and Laura Linney. Fans of uh, Breaking Bad will absolutely eat Ozark up. Even if you've never heard of Breaking Bad or even or watched a single episode, Ozark, well worth watching. I'm also a big fan of Narcos. 
I have watched that. Uh, Stranger Things, of course, I've watched both seasons of that. So plenty of them, and and many people would have this in common. They've binged entire series on a flight. So it makes sense. You download it to your device straight away, uh, and, and then you, you can smash through a few episodes just to kill time on, on that long flight. For uh, 32% of people, they said that there was no in-flight entertainment. And 40%, though, of people using on aircraft complained that they can't finish their show or movie because they're about to land. So if there's like an hour and a half to go on a flight and you want to start a movie that's two hours long, a lot of people are not going to do that because they can't watch the end of the movie. But if you've got your Netflix app, you can watch it, then turn, turn your tablet or phone off, and then when you get to where you're going, you can watch the rest of it. So that's another in favor of Netflix public binging using the app. Uh, but there are dangers, though, to public binging. Uh, it does. Uh, the research has uncovered that nearly half of Australians, 45%, who are watching Netflix content on the move, have caught someone else snooping their screen. So people are taking a look at what you're watching. And as a result, though, this is an interesting stat. One in five Australian public binges have admitted to what they call show shame. That is the that's when you're embarrassed over what they've caught you watching, which is interesting. Uh, and you think about it. We're watching normally we're watching stuff in public, but if you're watching something in in in, in normally watching private, but if you're watching something in public. You may your guilty little pleasure may may be a cause of embarrassment if they're seeing that you're enjoying a type of program that you may not want to admit. Then that might be uh, something to worry about. But I think uh, everyone else can just get over it. I reckon. Uh, in response, though, here's what people do: they continue watching. They don't care. Uh, that's thirty four percent. Third, twenty one percent turn off the show or movie. They they're embarrassed. They want to turn it off. And 19% just cover the screen. They go, no, you can't see. Cover the screen with your hands. So there you go. The Netflix public binging habits of Australians. Uh, an interesting yarn, that one, and uh, one you can read more about. And, and oh, look, I'd lo- also love you to, to hit me up with your favorite Netflix binge-worthy, even in public binge-worthy shows. Hit me up on Twitter. Or send me an email, info at techguide.com to you. Or you can use VoiceBite. Use our VoiceBite app, uh, record the program and why you think it's binge-worthy, and we'll play it on the Tech Guide podcast so you'll be able to hear your voice. But if you want to read all about that Netflix story, public binging and all, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Now, Foxtel Now is a popular streaming service. We just finished talking about Netflix a moment ago. Well, Foxtel has taken the Foxtel Now service a step further and released a new Foxtel Now box. That's actually the name of it. It's the Foxtel Now box. So don't think they're going to win any prizes for originality in the name, but the product itself is quite interesting. This is a small product. It's... uh, It's about the size of Apple TV, maybe not as wide, maybe a tad higher, but it is a tiny little device, very small footprint, so it can fit anywhere near your television. Uh, And you can connect it to your TV and either connect it through via Wi-Fi or through with an Ethernet cable. So you can then stream your Foxtel Now content uh, live or on-demand programming in high definition on your television. Now, at the moment, Foxtel Now, the app, allows you to 
look at look at what's on on offer through the app on your tablet or your smartphone and then cast it to your television so you need a chromecast in the back of the tv uh, and then cast that content to the television so whether it's live tv or or on demand content you can uh, cast it but now with the foxtel now box uh, which has Chromecast built in, but you can connect the box to your TV using a HDMI cable, you are now able to have a remote control in hand, scroll through the guide, watch your favourite shows, or on-demand, so live or on-demand shows, with through your Foxtel Now subscription, you've still got to pay your monthly fee for that, but now you can log in through the Foxtel Now box and watch it on your television. So I think for many customers, uh, using Chromecast, having to having to cast this, I think a Chromecast costs about fifty bucks, and not not everyone was too savvy in having to use their phone or tablet as their guide and the, and to cast to the TV. This now sort of takes that complication out of it and allows customers to connect the Foxtel Now box directly to the TV using a HDMI cable in the same way you, as you would Apple TV or Telstra TV or Fetch TV. All the boxes, you can connect them with HDMI, Foxtel Now box included. And you get a remote control, really easy to control to navigate Foxtel Now. But what you also get in the deal is free-to-air TV because there is an aerial connection on the back of Foxtel Now, the Foxtel Now box. So you'll get your HD free-to-air as well. You can't record. You can watch it. Uh, it's just as, just like Foxtel now. You can't record anything, but the on-demand service allows you to go back and watch virtually whatever you like. Uh, also, it allows you to connect. Foxtel now box allows you to connect to streaming, uh, to catch up uh, free-to-air and streaming apps. So ABC iView, Plus 7, 10 Play. Uh, they're all included with the Foxtel box as well, as is access to... Another popular subscription video on-demand service, and no, it's not Netflix, but it's Stan. Stan gets a start on the Foxtel Now box as well. And there's also the built-in Chromecast functionality. So if you do have stuff on your devices or on your computer, whether it's uh, photos or a video or whatever, on your device, so Android, iOS device, or your PC or Mac, you can now cast that straight to the TV as well. So the Foxtel Now box has that Chromecast functionality. So quite a handy, handy little device to have. It also allows you access to Android apps because you can connect to the Google Play Store and uh, and view the content that is on offer through the Google Play Store as well. So uh, there is you can rent movies and, and all kinds of music and everything through Google Play. So now that is accessible via your TV thanks to the Foxtel Now box. Now, a little about the Foxtel Now service. Uh, it is unlike, well, the Foxtel Now, the Foxtel IQ3, so the, the, the boxes, that's unaffected. So that they're, they're still a Foxtel product where you can choose your packs. You can, uh, you can choose the, uh, the, the packs you want to have. So you've got movie, sport, all of that. Uh, you can also record on the, on the Foxtel IQ3. You can't record with the Foxtel box, Foxtel Now box. Uh, so you, and also you don't get all the live channels, the Foxtel channels on Foxtel now. Uh, you do get them on the Foxtel IQ3 if you choose the a, a decent package that gets you all those free to air channels. So the Foxtel now 
is an alternative for those who are thinking, you know what, I'm paying a bit much on my Foxtel box. I want to downgrade, like cost myself a bit less per month and watch it through the Foxtel Now box. That's an option now for those who want to buy the Foxtel Now box or who just want to use the Foxtel Now app and cast it through their phone or their tablet. So you're not locked in the Foxtel Now box. It is now just an option for customers, an option that customers, I think, will welcome because it gives them a remote. It's a bit easier to navigate uh, and just takes a little bit of complication out of it. But Foxtel Now, as is as the Foxtel set-top box service, so let's call it the pay TV service, you can sign up for as little as $15 a month. So if you love your movies, you love your sport and all of these, the costs can add still add up on Foxtel now. So you can still, if you want movie, sport, drama, you look, you're looking at about 60 to $70 a month using Foxtel now. So if you're on a Foxtel, if you've got a Foxtel box, a set-top box, and are paying less than 100 and getting the channels you're happy with, then look at Foxtel now. It might give you a cheaper alternative, but may not be cheap enough for you to ditch that recording functionality, having all those channels as well. So Foxtel, it gives you choices. I think looking into the crystal ball, I think streaming for Foxtel is probably the future. Uh, the ability for us to, using our high-speed internet connections and unlimited data packages, we can now open up all these options. And I think Foxtel's probably eyeing that off for the future to offer these services delivered purely through your internet connection, whether it's Foxtel Now or their more formal Foxtel pay TV service. But the, the attraction of Foxtel Now box means that you don't have to book a technician to install it. You just connect it to your TV, sign in on the on the app, and then you're away. You're watching your content. Uh, now, the price, it costs 99 bucks. Uh, it's on sale already. Went on sale on Friday, November 10. So available now. You can get it from foxtelnow.com.au or from Foxtel's eBay store. And it will be available through selected retailers in the near future. Yeah, the Foxtel Now box, if you want to read more about that product and uh, check out some screenshots and what the product actually looks like, you know where to go, techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Norton, the company that can help keep you and your family safe online. Public Wi-Fi isn't always safe. Without the right protection, your personal information could become public. Now, the recent Cracks Wi-Fi vulnerability is a great example of this. This group of vulnerabilities could allow attackers to intercept data transmitted across a Wi-Fi network. Personal information that's transmitted over the internet or stored on your devices, such as things like passwords, credit card numbers, and more, they could become vulnerable. All this personal information can be used towards committing identity theft, such as accessing your bank accounts without your knowledge. The team at Norton are dedicated to helping you keep your valuable data safe. Their little product called Norton Wi-Fi Privacy encrypts the personal information you send and receive on public Wi-Fi to help keep it private wherever you want to log on. And we're doing this in airports and cafes and restaurants. This Norton Wi-Fi privacy product can save you and protect you. Help protect your information with Norton Wi-Fi privacy. To find out more, visit au.norton.com. Tech Guide. Now, a Tech Guide review with Stephen Fennett. Tech Guide. 
Okay, our uh, first review for this week is the Netgear Powerline Wi-Fi Review. And Netgear uh, is a sponsor of the program. We just want to put that out there. Netgear, they've got a range. They've always had a lot of range extenders. And that's a very popular product because people want to uh, improve the quality of their internet connection in various parts of their home. So there are some pockets in some homes that don't have good Wi-Fi. Well, and the range extenders come into play here where you can, uh, halfway between the modem router and the black spot, for example, you place this range extender and it grabs the signal from the modem and then piggybacks that signal and pushes it into that area, the black spot. That, that's what range extenders do. And they use Wi-Fi to do that. Well, Netgear's latest product, this Powerline Wi-Fi, this actually uses, as its name suggests, the power lines in your home. So it can pair, so two. there are two transmitters in the box. There are two adapters, I should call them. One goes near modem. The other goes near the product that you want to connect to the internet. Let's call it, in our review, we, we connected a smart TV. So we connected in our, in our office uh, to our modem router, we connected the one end of the Netgear Powerline adapter. And that Powerline adapter then went into the wall plug. At the other end of the of the uh, of the house, we had our smart TV, and we had the other adapter that then could receive the internet, the connection through the power line, and then we were able to connect from that adapter a cable to a gaming console, smart TV, uh, and because that connection, it it sends the the connection through the phone, the the, the power line. So the power lines in your home, they form a circuit. So that's able to transmit data as well. So rather than you actually snaking a physical data cable, a Cat6 cable, your power line can transmit data and just as fast as a cable. So these these are your, your cables exist already in your house. So if you can you can connect them using the power line adapter from Netgear to connect the, your modem connection, bring that to another part of your house through your power lines. So each adapter has an Ethernet port, as I mentioned. So one, the, the front end goes to your modem router. Now, a word of word here, uh, just a little heads up about how these work properly. They need to be connected directly to a PowerPoint. You can't have them on a power board. You can't have them on an extension cord. And they need to go into the wall. Same thing at the other end where you're connecting your device, your smart TV, your console. You, that needs to be connected into a wall as well. Now, the downside here, especially on the side that receives it near the TV or console, these adapters aren't exactly tiny. So if there is a, just a, like a two-plug connection on the wall, they tend to hog the whole thing. So you may have a, the, the Ethernet a Netgear Powerline adapter in one PowerPoint, and the other PowerPoint, you'd have to have a really small plug for that still to fit. So that can be a bit of a hog, unless you've got plates, uh, a wall plate that's got a bit of a bit of space between the two PowerPoints, then you're okay. But just a word of warning that it is, uh, it, it, it could be a bit of a PowerPoint hog. The other thing to take note of too is that if you have single-phase power, or three-phase power, there can be a performance difference as well. I think single-phase may be slightly better than three-phase power. They'll still work on both, one just slightly better than the other. So in our, in our case here, we found room on the wall, both ends, connected the modem, connected our TV, 
and they found each other. They just the, the one connects to the other. The the uh, adapter, the LED light uh, indicator, uh, then tells you by its color how fast your connection is. So if it, if it's red, you get less than fifty megabits per second. If it's amber, it means a link rate of more than fifty megabits per second, but less than eighty megabits per second, which is what we had here. So we were getting speeds of about sixty megabits per second. And if you're lucky enough to get green. That means you're going to get more than 80 megabits per second, which is pretty quick. Uh, the other thing you get, too, uh, at the other end, so if you've connected a TV or a console, for example, to the adapter, that secondary adapter, so the, what I'll call it the connecting adapter, also creates a Wi-Fi access point. So in that part of your house where Wi-Fi wasn't too strong, you had no in- strong internet connection, suddenly you now got via their power line, a solid internet connection and a strong Wi-Fi connection that's piggybacking that connection all the way back to the modem via your power line. So you get a, a bonus feature there where you get another Wi-Fi access points. Uh, you can add more uh, adapters to the other end. So if you say you've got two rooms upstairs where you want to tap back into the one adapter, you can buy just a single adapter, uh, a receiving adapter to uh, extend that connection as well. Uh, really cool little product, the Netgear Powerline Wi-Fi. It's priced at 229 bucks. And as I said, the downside is you can't plug it into a power board or extension cord, and the larger adapters, they tend to hog that PowerPoint. But if you've got room on your PowerPoints, these make a fantastic connection. If you want to read our entire review, you can check it out at techguide.com.au. Tech Guide. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fennick. Now, Kogan uh, is in the news again for creating an affordable, feature-packed smartphone. Now, smartphones are those sorts of products where, uh, yeah, you can spend more than 1000 in some cases more than $1,500 to get the latest and greatest. But let's face it, that's not really what everyone can afford. The bulk of the market is down in the entry mid-level where customers, they just want a simple phone that works well, runs well, and they don't want it to cost the earth. Well, this is the end of the market where Kogan plays, that entry-level market, uh, and they've always had a lot of success with their Agora smartphones. And what they've just released is the Agora 8 Plus smartphone. It does take uh, part of the name of Apple's, one of Apple's new products, the iPhone 8 Plus, but in this case, it's the Agora 8 Plus, which happens to also have the same size screen, 5.5-inch full high-definition screen, uh, so it's covered in Gorilla Glass, so it makes it scratch-resistant. So this is a, a, a slightly larger device, so if you like that bigger screen, without paying the big price, then the Agora 8 Plus is the device for you. But there is another attractive feature here, apart from the price, by the way, which is only 239 bucks. There is another attractive feature here for a lot of people, and I've had a lot of readers asking me for this feature, and that is the fact that this is a dual-SIM device. Now, in the past, there have been other dual SIM phones that have the two SIM card slots, but one's 4G or 3G, the other's 2G. Now, in Australia, 2G's dead, deader than a dodo, so those dual SIM phones are useless. Well, with this phone, the Kogan Agora 8 Plus, those dual SIM slots support 4G in one and 3G in the other. So you think about this option where you may have a private mobile number and a work 
mobile number, you rather than having to carry two around two phones, you can have two SIM cards in one phone. In this case, the Agora 8 Plus. So a handy feature right there. That is a feature that a lot of people have asked for and uh, the Agora 8 Plus has delivered. Now, uh, also included, and it's hard to believe this is only a $239 phone, there's also a fingerprint reader on the back. So you've got that added security. There's an octa-core processor powering the device, and it's also running Android 7.0. That's the Nougat operating system. Camera-wise, you've got a 30-megapixel camera on the on the back uh, with autofocus and an 8-megapixel front camera. On the storage side, uh, you've got 4 gig of RAM to start, but also 32 gig of internal storage. And it's also got a micro SD card slot, so you can expand the memory to up to an additional 128 gigabytes. So uh, they've packed a lot into a, into this device, 239 bucks. Uh, it, it's also got a 2950 milliamp hour battery, which is decent. That'll get you throughout the day and half into the next day. Uh, Octa-core 1.5 gigahertz processor that I've mentioned. Uh, and that dual SIM, I think, is going to be popular. It's also Android Pay compatible, which means there's NFC built into this thing. And it's only priced at $239. Now, this is what they're calling the pre-sale price. Uh, that pre-sale price applies till November the 24th. So if you are ordering this product, you can probably expect delivery sometime, I think, in the first half of December. So what, what Kogan does here to help keep the cost down they have the pre-sale price, so they can gauge how many they need to make to meet demand. So the first wave of orders, which will be in by November 24, they'll say, right, we've had 6,000 orders. Let's go and make the 6,000 phones right now. That's why pre-sale price with the delivery probably a couple of weeks later. That's how Kogan keeps the prices down. But worth a look, the, the Agora 8 Plus high-def screen, 5.5 inches, fingerprint reader, uh, 13 megapixel camera, uh, that, that's uh, one point. 5 gigahertz octa-core processor pretty top line features in an entry-level phone uh kogan's done it again with the agora 8 plus and it looks pretty good too it looks actually quite thin uh and design wise uh, pretty sleek for the price if you want to check that out you can do that at techguide.com.au Now, here's an app that i had a lot of fun testing out the other day this is apple's new app it's called clips 2.0 and this is an app that lets you create some pretty amazing scenes if you love your selfies then the clips 2.0 app can help you create the ultimate selfie they can help you create selfie scenes so what it does it places you in front of a background so whether it's a, a cityscape or a, like a drawing or a painting or the Millennium Falcon, or the Mega Destroyer from the upcoming Star Wars film, The Last Jedi, then this is an app that you should check out. If they're in, if that's what interests you, especially if you're a Star Wars fan, and I hopped straight on the Millennium Falcon, did record a selfie scene, shared it to Instagram, shared it on, uh, on Tech Guide as well. Uh, and the selfie scenes, and what happens with the selfie scene is that you turn on your front camera, or the, the app turns on your front camera, and you can then turn in 360 degrees and the background moves with you. So it's like you're actually there. 
And uh, to, to use selfie scenes properly, you need to take advantage of the true depth camera on the iPhone 10. You can still put yourself in scenes if you don't have the iPhone 10, but for the 360 degree selfie scenes, you do need the iPhone 10 with that true depth camera. So I immediately went aboard the Millennium Falcon and you see BB-8 running around and depending on where you move the phone and see behind you, all the detail of the Millennium Falcon is there. You can even BB-8 at one point stops behind you uh, so you can include him in your selfie scene as well. Aboard the uh, the Mega Destroyer, you see all the First Order Stormtroopers and hear all the the uh, the robot, the, the uh, I think they're called the Mouse Droid, you know, the one that, that Chewbacca roars at in Star Wars and it, it it's runs away scared. I think it's called a mouse droid. I might be wrong. But uh, that you do hear that noise of all the Mega Destroyer using the Clips 2.0 app. 2.0 app. Uh, you, can t- you can take your existing photos and videos and transform them. into. You can turn it into an oil painting, a watercolor, pencil sketch in real time while you're recording. And there are, there is more content coming from Disney, including full-screen posters. So you can uh, pose with Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse, along with Star Wars stickers. So you can feature animated versions of characters like Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader, and Chewbacca, among many, many others. But there was uh, an interesting thing happened, though, while we were shooting one of our selfie scenes. We felt the iPhone our iPhone 10 really warming up in our hand. We saw actually a warning sign come onto the screen saying high temperature is affecting selfie scenes performance. Exit scene. So within the app, you hit scenes. That's how you put yourself in the selfie scene. It said exit scenes and let the iPhone cool down. This was on on the iPhone 10, I've actually taken a screenshot of it, so you can actually read that warning for yourself. You see, you see me, and I look like a bit of a hologram aboard the Millennium Falcon, uh, and that was when I was trying to capture that selfie scene when that message came up. So the, I thought, geez, the iPhone's feeling a bit warm here, and then that came up. I think the processor was just pumping, pumping too hard; it couldn't couldn't keep up. Was 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 emitting all this heat, so it told me to slow it down. So I had to uh, exit the the scenes. And come back a little later. I actually turned the whole app off and put it down, let it cool down, and then try it again a little bit later. Selfie scenes will work with the iPhone 10, as I mentioned, but you can uh, you, you, the style transfer effects are also available on iPhone 7 and later, uh, and the 2017 iPad Pro as well. Uh, I've shared my Instagram video so you can see me aboard the uh, Millennium Falcon, as well as a couple of other scenes there, which you can create yourself if you do download the Clips 2.0 app on your iPhone. Uh, check that out. That is, uh, You can read that story and see my Instagram video aboard the Millennium Falcon. May the force be with you. You can check that out at techguide.com.au. Keeping you updated and educated. This is Tech Guide with Stephen Fenning. Tech Guide. The Tech Guide podcast is proudly sponsored by Netgear, Australia's number one Wi-Fi brand. Now, you already know about Arlo by Netgear, the world leader in smart home security and creator of the world's first 100% wire-free, weatherproof HD security camera. Well, now you can get to know the new Arlo Pro with even more features, including two-way audio that allows you to talk to your kids, pets, or whoever's at the front door right from your smartphone. Arlo Pro has quick charge batteries, rechargeable batteries, night vision, and live on-demand streaming, and yes, still 100% wire-free and weatherproof, so you can easily monitor your entire property inside and out. 
Arlo Pro takes just a few minutes to set up so you can check in on your home or your business from anywhere using the free Arlo app on your phone, tablet, or computer. Know what's happening in real time with advanced motion detection and never miss a moment with free cloud recordings for seven days. Visit arlo.com forward slash au for more info. Arlo and the new Arlo Pro by Netgear. Every angle covered. Tech guide. Answering all your tech questions, the Tech Guide Help Desk. Quick one on the uh, Tech Guide Help Desk, and I had I've had several questions, uh, and this is a very common question, especially for smartphone users. Uh, I've, I've, ha- I've been asked about migration apps. I think one one of the obstacles, I think one of the pain points for or something that's stopping people switching platforms, whether it's iPhone to Android or vice versa, Android to iPhone. The thing that stops most people is how hard it is to migrate their data across. And by that, I mean their photos, contacts, messages, all that information they want to transfer across. Now, what we've seen is that from both sides of it, so if you're an iPhone, if you're an Android user moving to iPhone, there is an app that Apple's created for you that that sucks out all the information out of your Android device and places it in your new iPhone. Now, vice versa, if you're migrating from an iPhone, every major Android device uh, have an app for you to transfer your photos, your videos, contacts, messages, even your music, everything from your iPhone. I think uh, there there has been a, a bit of a, an education for, by these companies around that for customers because a lot of them who are tempted to maybe switch to the, the Galaxy Note 8 or the Galaxy S8 or some of these really nice, the Huawei Mate 10, they're tempted to switch across, but they think, oh, it's just too hard. I'm worried I can't get all my music and everything. Well, no, you can do it. If you do want to make the switch, either way, if you want to go from Android to iPhone and vice versa, there is there are apps that take you through it step by step. And it's, it's either you connecting them by a cable. There are dongles in some of the boxes that allow you to connect it to the old device, the new device. So they do step you through it uh, and make it easier. Some do it wirelessly. Others do it with a cable, depending on the brand. But the don't don't be scared if you want to do make the switch. There are these migration assistants, these apps that can help you make the switch and bring all your content with you. We've written about it many times in the past in all of our smartphone reviews. If that uh, is available, we have mentioned it in our reviews, and you can check out those smartphone reviews at techguide.com.au. And we've come to the end of our show for this week. You can read about everything we've talked about at techguide.com.au. And if you want to get in touch, we love people using the VoiceBite app. So if you download VoiceBite, it's free for iOS and Android. You can either ask me a question, record that using VoiceBite, have the hashtag AskStephen and spell Stephen with a PH, or just have hashtag TechGuide. I'll, I'll get it anyway. Uh, that will allow me to download your voice bite. I'll be able to hear your voice and play it on the podcast and then answer your question. So the help desk, if you want to ask a question, I will answer it live on the podcast and you will hear your voice on the Tech Guide podcast. Or you may have purchased a product that you're particularly happy with or unhappy with and you want to give us a bit of a review or a rant, you can also use VoiceBite for that. Again, hashtag Tech Guide, and I will play those on the next Tech Guide podcast. And if you want to stick to email, you can do that as well, info at techguide.com.au. 
Uh, so if you want to send me a question that way, do do so. But we will give preference to the voice bites, of course, because it's your voice that we're hearing. Uh, we want to send a special thanks to our sponsors, Netgear, the brand you can trust for all your Wi-Fi needs, and also Norton, the company that can keep you and your family safe online. Thanks for listening once again. We really appreciate it. We look forward to you joining us again next week. So until then, stay safe and stay connected. 